0: Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, this is Tony Tillotto, and with me is Peter Macon. You know him as Lieutenant Commander Bordas on the Orville. Welcome. It's great to talk to you.
1: Great to talk to you, too, and uh, you will be silent. No. no. (laughs) that's. that's, that's,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'll tell you, uh, I, I just talked to Tim Russ before the event that you did virtually, of yeah. course, because of the pandemic, uh, on, on race and science fiction. Uh, since yeah. it's over, I wanted to ask you how it went.
1: It was good. It was surprisingly, uh, there was so much to talk about. We just ran out of time all the time. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good thing. There was so much to talk about and a lot of good insight and a lot of good stories. Uh, I just wish we had more time because we just kind of started getting into it. we are like,
2: oh, it's over.
1: <laughs> so that just goes to show you that there's, there's a lot to talk about. Oh yeah! Oh, there's no doubt about yeah, that. But it, it was good. It was good, and uh, I, I, I guess a lot of people tuned in or watching. We weren't able to uh, see that because we were just on a limited Zoom board, or it wasn't Zoom, but you know, a limited. There's a limited number of uh, Hollywood squares, if you will, yes. on the on the on the screen. But yeah, I, I guess a lot of people uh, checked it out. So it was good, and it's a good way to. You know, keep a uh, relationship going with with fans. You know what I mean, um, yeah. uh, and not just and to, to have it directed towards specific conversations, which is cool. You know, so it was good. I can't wait uh, for the next one.
0: Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. Yeah, Museum of Science Fiction has done a couple of these already, and uh, yeah. and and it's great. I mean, any museum of science fiction is definitely going to be close to my heart. I'll tell you that. But they do a great oh, yeah,
1: job. Great way to uh, continue during um you know this isolation period you know so oh yeah it was really great kudos Ye- to them
0: yep absolutely i'm 65 so i've seen a lot in my lifetime as far as uh african americans uh in science fiction or re- really just race in science fiction um mm-hmm. you know with hispanics um i remember uh, sharing a a, a tr- like a uh it was like a shuttle once with um Octavia Butler the the wonderful science oh, fiction oh
1: wow that's amazing yeah that
0: was a yeah. that was one of those for the ages kind of experiences you know and
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: and she was so gracious and just lovely person really was and um you know you don't know you don't know if that's that was the only time we ran into each other and you just never know those things and unfortunately she's been gone a while now but
1: um Yeah, her work lives on. And, um, you know, I I think a lot of people are finally discovering, you know, her writing. And uh, a lot of people in film and television um, or or people meaning producers, there are a lot of writers, there are a lot of creatives that that have been, you know, familiar with her work for a long time. It's just, I think, um, pretty soon uh, her work will come to the forefront in some major kind of way, whether it's a film or, See, I think there's a couple of series that are, you know, in the works. It's too bad you not not here to uh, enjoy that and make more work, you know. But you know, uh, yeah. So, so, that's great. Um, I I, I kind of geek out if I met her too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was
0: it was a geek out moment, no doubt. What's interesting yeah. is I've and I've talked to a few authors, Afrofuturism, which is yeah. which is an area that is really it's been around for a while but it's just starting to get, you know, pick up some steam. And, um, I mean, basically, if you look at the movie, Black Panther,
1: that's Afrofuturism.
0: I mean, it really is,
2: you know?
1: Yeah. Um, It is. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. I, I, it's funny. Like I, I'm a uh, visual artist. Yeah. And have, and have been for, you know, since, since I can remember. And, um, telling my wife the other day we were driving and we're looking at all the cell towers on the on the mountaintops Mm -hmm. and i told her i remember when i was maybe i want to say uh nine or ten maybe i used to draw a lot of like flying cars and you know Mm -hmm. i designed like a a maglev train system in high school and i wanted to be an industrial engineer because i wanted to build flying cars and i wanted to you know to, to, to to you know futurize transportation but I would draw these mountainscapes with antennas sticking up out of them when, you know, and this is like the late seventies. And uh, of course, you know, there were, I, I had no rep uh, reference point. I don't know why I was doing that. And um, when I saw the, the first set of cell towers sticking out of mountains, it just kind of smacked me in the face. Afrofuturism like relates to that with me also, because um, I was also in my work and sort of my aesthetic, just with the way I dress and my hairstyle and whatever and the music I'm listening to, it was also uh ancient, you know what I mean so I would draw these figures like these Maasai figures yeah, cool. in, this, in in a landscape where there's flying cars going by uh-huh. um, you know what I'm saying, so I'm super super uh, happy about like the Afrofuturism movement because um it's something that it's kind of my been my my m o for at least 35 years, do you know what I mean? Like the, and, and, yeah. and back then, you know, there was no uh, context in which to put it in on a macro level. So right. I was just kind of putting things together. I mean, and then when I went to Africa, lived in West Africa for a while, mm. um, you know, I got to get in touch, you know, albeit the tip of the iceberg, with uh, African cosmology and just different aesthetics and, you know, style of dress and dancing and music. And I'm just happy that that's part of like uh, the popular culture, especially with, with, with science fiction, like nerdy comic books. It, it's sort of like the African Afro, like Afro manga. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like Afro. <Yes. laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So maybe that's the next, that's the next movement. I don't know, but it's cool. I, I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, what was it? Uh, heavy metal. Like yeah uh, periodically you know like they would do some stuff and, and like have some storylines in there that were afro so yeah i mean it is a cool juxtaposition of ancient culture like the malencan empire in the 13th century with or like you know uh ethiopian christian christianity you know where the cathedrals are dug into 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 the earth yeah stories down you know there's lots of stories there you know or with um you know i can go on and on but like yeah I, I live in that <laughs> world, but that's, but, you know that's, that's where i kind
0: of live. i'm sure yeah. that there were other youngsters and young people that were african-american that were drawing similar things that you were drawing or at least thinking oh, about yeah. them because that's the beauty of science fiction anyone can dream about it and there's the lucky few that can sit down and write about it uh and, and really do something special it's a, a really cool thing one thing I've noticed too, and obviously you can attest to this, is I've noticed probably in the last twenty years is I've seen more uh, African, mostly African American actors now wearing you know prosthetics more and, and you know doing that. Um, I guess really the first one I really noticed was Lou Gossett Jr. in Enemy Mine, and he totally, oh, yeah, he totally sure. created a, a different character in that film. Oh yes.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah and what he brought to that by being a black man i think um with you know like with this connectivity to ancient culture just by being you know a descendant of african and like just the shape of his lips like what he brought to yeah you know the, the sound the sounds that he was putting out man that blew my mind wide open you know yeah. um but yeah i mean i yeah i mean there's I guess you could, yeah. I would agree with you that, like, in the, in the past twenty, thirty years, you've seen more, more people of uh, color, uh, specifically African American people, wearing prosthetics. I don't really know what else to say about that other than,
2: yeah.
1: You know, I mean, you're sixty-five years old, like, so the creature from the black lagoon. Yes. You know, like these stories. <laughs> you know, like that. Uh, that um, being told. Yeah, I mean, it just the, 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 I guess there's inclusionary politics that, that go along. You can't, you can't really separate the reason why there weren't black people wearing prosthetics and doing science fiction, um, then because there weren't black people included into the, you know, filmmaking in, yeah. the, in that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, and if you look at Jordan, Jordan Peel
2: Oh, my and, God, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, like, the stuff that, I mean, with the horror genre, I mean, it's not that, like, you know, we, we haven't been telling ghost stories to ourselves since, you know, before, you know, uh, Europeans came to the continent, you know, with the griot. Um, yeah. it, it, it's just how those stories are being included. And if you look at Nollywood, like, um, you know, the Nigerian uh, film industry, you know, there's tons and tons of that being done, you know, sort of the likes of what Julie Dash was doing. Just relating or, or 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 um uh ter- uh, ter- uh beloved oh gosh I'm, I'm embarrassed that i can't remember her name right now like uh the author but you know so even 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 telling tales of the antebellum south yes uh, you, you know with you know, the ghost story appeal uh, mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to remember her name because this is recorded and i'm not gonna embarrass myself i'm not <laughs> Not knowing that, even if I have to go to my library, I have so much on my mind. <laughs> anyway, it. um, yeah, it, it'll pop up, you know, non-linearly in this conversation. <laughs> um, well,
0: I, yeah, I mean, it's it's been, um, I've seen an incredible evolution, and obviously we still have a long way to go. Uh, but, um, I mean, I was talking to this with Tim, and as a young man, the things that influenced me, thank God for the original Twilight Zone. I was telling oh, you about yeah. oh, an actor yeah. that in, impressed me on the Twilight Zone, uh, Ivan Dixon, who was an amazing actor, uh, yeah. and there was a whole story built around him being a boxer, which was a favorite theme of Rod Serling's um, mm-hmm. boxers that were under under uh, you know at the tail end of their careers. So, uh, and he was just amazing in that, and and then really Star Trek. Star Trek yeah. was that was you know it was very common to see them on the enterprise where other shows you didn't see them and um i remember i was just thinking of uh, dr mumbenga who was mr spock was shot in an episode and he was an intern in the vulcan ward and right, uh, right. and he and he right. took care of spock so it was like mumbenga yeah mumbenga yeah, right. yeah dr mumbenga
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> exactly
1: yeah yeah, yeah in the future we've, we've gotten over the hump of, you know, classifying like species. We've gotten over the hump of, 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 I always think I always go back to Dr. Seuss's star bellies, you know, like uh, when I was a kid, that was a book that was really impressionable. Mm. That made a huge impression on me. Um, do you know that story about like the, like the, no. the, the, the society of people that, that live, uh, and everyone looks the same and this guy rolls into town and he, has this machine where you put the star on people's bellies. And so what that does is create this discord, the star bellies, the non-star bellies. And then like oh, in the star bellies, these people with the stars on their, on their stomachs uh, want to go back to having no stars. It, it, it's a really, uh, it's a great read. I mean, and it's a great read for kids oh, cool. just, just talking about difference and other, but you think in the future, you know, we've gotten over the hump of um, we all bleed the same. We all have the same, uh, organs, and we've gotten over the 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 hump of, of racism in the sense of uh just human beings like mm-hmm. something funny came up yesterday, like uh, I think Garrett was saying like I'd love to see a movie like Independence Day when the aliens come or like World of worlds or you know you see how fast like you know human beings will unite together <laughs> against an alien threat oh, yeah. you know'cause you don't want it to come to that, but like you have like your the genres of movie that movies that deal with um, the transition of people of where we are now to, to 400, 500 years in the future, we've gotten it together.
0: What well, we can we'll be, come. not not what we are, but what we can be, what the potential yeah, the is, potential. for the human race, you know.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, like, and that's always, I mean, I feel like science fiction unintentionally is a very, it's a very hopeful genre because it gives us something to look forward to even if it's you know problems that we have faced you know in the future but it, it's hopeful because it suggests that we've figured out our you know dependence on coal and coltan and you know minerals that are depleting the planet and figure out a way to coexist with our planet I and mean, that's what I've always loved about you know, like the Star Trek series and you know, our oh, show yeah. the Orville you know, it's, it's uh, we, we figure some stuff out you know we don't i yes. we're not, we're not dealing with like the same things that are we've figured out a way to coexist on on the planet and not you know global warm eyes like ourselves to death um using science and and medicine you know and disease and you know all these things are we figured those things out like the things that are really screwing us up now we've got we you know we that's hopeful i can you know even even if there are problems with other races which are are species that'll You are united on at least a human front. Yes. That's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We need something to look forward to. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Here's more sci-fi talk with Tony Tolado. Speaking of the Orville, I I think, you know, you as Bordas, I'll tell you, there is something you cannot teach an actor or really anybody is comic timing. And yeah. I'll tell you, you have it. You have it. I mean, it's just, your timing is impeccable. And it the beautiful combination of the writing and the actor. And it just, it's, I mean, if people can bottle it, they'd be millionaires, you know?
1: Well, thank you, because that was not easy to come by. In the sense, just the writing, you know, but then like, what's actually very helpful is the prosthetics, because mm. I have a very limited range of motion and i can only and basically have to i mean use my eyes very small movements to tell a lot and, and i and I, I i look at shows like the office or uh maybe arrested development you know some other shows that like there's sort of a direct address camera to, like where you don't see anything and, and and just realize the parameters that i'm working in and mm-hmm. uh and, and really just explore all of that in a very micro kind of way. And the editors uh, love it because really cognizant of what camera's on me and how they're going to edit it and, like, comments that I can make, you know, like, and it actually gets tricky when I have to do bigger things. Yeah. You know, like, there's a, there's a, I remember having to do something that was, like, more slapsticky, and how do you do that with in the stiff Tony Morrison. Sorry, <laughs> ah, that was okay. <laughs> gonna come back. Anyway. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I love oh, my, it. My brain is so full. Um, I hear you. But to be able to do that within a limited, you know, but 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 technical like, com- comedy is, is very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get it right, and like when you in the writing. And you know, if we said if if uh, if the crew of the Orville were like Winnie the Pooh characters, um, a <laughs> uh, the, the would definitely be or and um, <laughs> I sort of take a lot of uh, my inspiration from Sam the Eagle from the Muppet. Um, yes, you know what I mean. Like, there's like there's a very, very matter of fact and stiff, and there's something kind of innocent about him.
0: Sci-fi talk continues, so stay tuned.
1: So you know you you i have all of that stuff that i'm working with and you know and, and that makes for a very specific kind of comedy where with our show because it's, it's it's the drama is just as prevalent as the comedy it's a very narrow tightrope to walk so that it's not goofy you know what i mean right. like even this like the, you know i've been gifted like with, uh, you will be silent. People will just go, you know, like, this is a funny thing. Like, um, just the way, <laughs> you know, that he talks and, and, but it's very matter of fact, and it's very heartfelt and he's, and, it, and it's not even personal. You know what I mean? He's not like telling you to shut the hell up. He's like, he, he, it's like the same way that a conductor before a, an, an orchestra, you know, a symphony caps on the, the music stand that gets everybody's attention. It's sort of that same, you know, earnest, Un, un, unemotional way of communicating. and It is very matter of fact, and it's very like there's no hubris. It's, it's, it's full of hubris, you know. It's full of yeah, <laughs> you know. So and that's I mean, there's a lot to play with there. So oh yeah, and then you you throw that onto say a porn addiction, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, or or <laughs> having to go to couples therapy with your mate. You know that, that that's funny um, because yeah. it's like man, there's a lot going on here.
0: The great thing about the Orville is that you, as you mentioned, you balance the drama, and with Bordis and uh, and his mate, wonderfully played by Chad Coleman, uh, is the episode with the baby, and mm-hmm. uh, and the baby, and then like you know, choosing the sex of the baby, and. Uh, mm-hmm. That w- that made such a great statement, and w- when the Orville started yeah. doing those kind of things to me, it was like, "Hey, there's yeah, this show's fun, but there's also a nice message in in the episodes too, and I and yeah. there's it's a nice balance the way you and you mentioned it how you balance that off. Uh, yeah. That episode for Bordis, I think is my favorite about the baby.
1: Well, that was the kickoff, you know, like you like, oh, is this dry? You know, sort of a mix between, like, say, a Vulcan and you know a Klingon, with you know, couched in some level of comedy. So that maybe people say, "Oh, that's all we're going to get from this from this character," you know. Um, but um, but but then throwing in some writing with some serious serious stakes that changes everything. And so navigating that and still being able to be I don't think there was much humor in that episode. There was some, but it was was a different kind of humor. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, my clown professor at the um, Yale School of Drama, shout out to Yale School of Drama, um, uh, Chris Bays, uh, he's a remarkable clown, you know, and so that was Mm -hmm. probably some of the most intensive learning that I have had as an actor with his, coursework for two years you know one of the mottos of of this of this you know professorship or his classwork or what he was endowing us with was he's like without the possibility of tragedy comedy can't exist so you have to have both in order for both to really shine you know stakes just admit like yeah a clown is really only funny if everybody's laughing at the clown and the clown is humiliated that's funny you know what I mean? but the poor clown yeah um you know mm. um but yeah just writing those you know and i think that's what sets our show apart oh, yeah. from from every other science fiction approach that's out now is that we're you know things get dark but they're but they're you know they're, there's comedy because you know i mean it's a laugh to keep them crying you know, this way of navigating and getting to, like, you got to be able to, like, this this whole thing going on. You got to, you know, there's some, the the, the human folly, like, human beings, man, we're either going to make it or we're not. And, you know, there's the boiling frog syndrome, you know, and Mm -hmm. right now the pot is literally boiling. And, um, you know, we're in it. And it's the whole adage if you take two, frogs, and you put one in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump right out. But if you put the other frog in a pot and, and slowly heat it up, it'll stay there and die. And we mm-hmm. are the latter. Um, yeah. So, and, and, But then there's something that at the end of the day, I'm still like, <laughs> stupid ass human. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, we had a chance,
0: and we blew it, you know? Yeah, oh. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you know, with COVID, normally you would go back in July and start shooting season three. But what's it, it, obviously there is some kind of plan. So what's going to happen with the season?
1: Well, we were supposed to be shooting. Uh, well, if there was no COVID, we were, we were, uh, I think my last day on set was February 27th or 28th or something like that. And uh, I was supposed to go, go, go back the uh, following uh, week. And they're like, no, don't come back. And that's, and that's, so I haven't been back. Since then, and, you know, the, they mean, like, the uh, the networks and the studios have been scrambling and, and the Screen Actors Guild, and, um, you know, have been scrambling to try to figure out how we can bring production back safely and not be super spreaders, and, you know, but like, and, and just not in danger, you know, people working on the show, and uh, yeah. so, you know, people have, you know, there are these safety committees that are meeting uh, in their COVID sort of task force teams in place on in production, which is part of the culture now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a plan for us to go back soon. And I say soon, meaning like, you know, a month or two where we can go and and we'll be tested every day. uh, And we'll get results back like in uh, three hours. So you, you know, you, you go to set and you get tested. You know, before you get there, knowing that you're negative you're negative, and then you get tested again before you come back and you have results before you come back. And, and that's, you know, and kudos to, you know, because it's a big show. There are a lot of people working on the show. So oh, yeah. You know, yeah. The only only way it can really work. You know, people want the, people want to return people because we, we love what we were doing. You know, yeah. you know I mean, nobody is more excited to get back to him back to work than. Than he is, I imagine, than me because I got you know mouth so, like, I Sure, That sure. to work yesterday, but yeah. you know there's a there's a lot of enthusiasm uh, for the show with all of the cast and crew. Oh, um, nice. but, but I respect the fact that they're you know they they we, we don't want to do it other than safely.
2: You know, yeah like
1: yeah. um so I mean I, you know I mean I imagine we're gonna get back to work soon you know for I don't know how long it's going to take us to finish you know the season three um mm-hmm. because there's more material to shoot because now we're on hulu and so we're we, we have 60 minutes of material to to turn in each episode so it's a it's a it's a bigger show um, yeah it was already a, a big show That's so nice. and that takes a lot of time um post-production takes a lot of time you That's know there's right. like a, 85 piece orchestra that scores every episode, you know, so that, that's sure. a whole big component as well. So I mean, it's a big show. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think it'll, it'll be well worth the wait from what I yep. understand from what, yeah. you know, so
0: the seasons have been great so far. I've enjoyed it and you guys are a very special group. You can see the chemistry between you all and uh, it's really fun to watch. And, uh, my wife and I watch faithfully every week, and even you
2: know,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll admit we tape. We did see some of them, uh, you know, delayed, but but uh, oh, but we
1: did. Oh, <laughs> no, watching them. I watched yes. them when they would come on. Uh, watch it with my family. That's nice. Uh, and um, and then I would go back and I would watch certain episodes just to see, kind of critique my performance or just to see what I could do. More of or uh, specify things, you know. Um, but I've, I haven't gone back. And, I mean, it'd be fun to do, but I, I have no time. And I, I'm a, yeah. like, I have a two-year-old and four-year-old son.
2: Oh wow! And,
1: um, I have from when they go to bed to when they wake up, basically. Yeah. And then <laughs> I gotta get sleep in there too.
2: Oh, I, I hear sleep you. Sleep Believe me.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's cool. And and now that it's on. Like, I talked to someone the other day uh, and during the event, and they're like, we've watched season one and season two twice each. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we need more. Yeah. Uh, like, I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, you have to look at it this way. You are spending some incredible time with your
1: children. Oh, and, my God. Uh, I'm not mad and at that, this time on a microcosmic yeah, I mean, level. I, I love, you yeah. know, being present and being there. I miss it. I, you know, it's... I'm a, I'm a big old teddy bear and even, I miss them. <laughs> like they're not here now. They, they're yeah. out doing something with, with my wife and uh, I miss them. So, um, sure, yeah. And the, the time has been great. You know, I, I, my mother lives with us as well. And, you know, so just being able to eat, make food and be present and, you know, build things around the house and, you know, it, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that mad at it. It's been great. Quality time has been great. I mean, I'd, you know, sometimes we go a little crazy, but, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't. It, it's that's the silver lining of all this is that we we get yeah. to spend. I, you know, I get to put them to bed every night and hang out with oh, them Oh, that's and nice. To, you know, just go huh. and talk to them. You know, what I mean, in a way that I wouldn't, because when I was shooting, like I would be, I would I would leave the house at four or five six in the morning everyone's still asleep and by the time I get home everyone's asleep again you know so yeah. the only time I would really be able to you know communicate with them is via FaceTime um mm. missing all those things you know so you know it's great like my four-year-old is he's, he's losing his first teeth and it's just a, it's just a great every day I'm like wow
2: oh my god that's great
1: little stuff like that that you miss, you know sure so, yeah, I mean, on so on a like that's the irony is like on a microcosmic level, it's 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 wonderful. Macrocosmically speaking, it's it's been awful because yeah. I have to try to like having to try to explain to them why they can't go to school, why they can't go to the playground, yeah, why know, they can't, know. you know, um, and then and let alone like even you know we haven't even begun to talk to them about race, you know, yeah, um, of course, and all of all of the all of the yeah wow. the things that we're facing with. Uh, uh, Over policing, like just like, or just like the political landscape, and no concept of. But he knows that I want, Daddy wants to watch, you know, CNN or um, <laughs> wants to watch, you know, like global news or wants. To, he he knows my channels. <laughs> yeah,
2: <of course. laughs>
1: that's all I watch is news, like, um, which is you know unfortunate. Um, but yeah. you know that's a, it's a whole conversation that is giving me the creeps.
0: Um, I hear so. you. I, I can only imagine. I, I, man, it's just, it's heartbreaking to me, honestly, that people have yeah. to have that I mean, conversation. To see them
1: in the back. Oh. I, mean, I mean, we were at oh. the beach, and just to see my son in a mask, it just broke my heart. I felt like I'd let I know. him down. I'd let yeah. him down. Like, he, would, he could never have to experience that. But, the you know, I, I didn't do it myself. But um, That's right you know i mean so all we can do is arm them with the truth of of, of what is going on and um,
0: yeah yeah you know up, so. yeah it's 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 something it was like the jail call you know yeah. <laughs>
1: <It's like laughs> you, oh my you god call, you call somebody a jail they're like you have 30 seconds left <laughs> oh my god i know i know but uh yeah man, i appreciate it man it's like nice yeah to like jibber jibber jabber and and uh, you know, I hope that there's, there's, some, there's something to be gained, a little bit of I insight. So. You know, and love. No, I, I hope know.
0: so. I, I hope that I hope things will uh, will turn the corner, so to speak, and and get, get get us all going in the right direction. I would love to see
1: that. Yeah. You know. Well, this yeah. is part of it. Maybe we just yeah. the universe was like. You all need to chill out. Yeah. And Absolutely. Just reflect. You know, unfortunately, it cost a lot of lives, but yes, um, it did. Or But what I hope, you know, that those lives are not lost in vain. You know, hopefully we collectively learn something from this and can, you know, not repeat. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, great to talk to you. Obviously, you're a very talented actor. And uh, I I, I, love your work. Uh, I miss the Orville, but we'll uh, rejoice the day it returns. And uh,
1: We'll be back. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I just want to wish you and your family a safe and wonderful time.
1: You too, brother. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Until next time, take care.